Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. To be fair, much like a black man in a dress, I think about a movie of, of me raising a, bl- a white family would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing just thinking about it. Uh, I love it. <laughs> You're like, baby, oats again? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. That's, uh, that's a classic. That's man, a classic. This is already half written. Oh, man. <laughs> Knock if you buck, bitch. There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me. The podcast that dives deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we finally work to prove that we only know the name Crispus Addicts because of white people's unquenchable thirst for black death. That nigga did nothing in the Revolutionary War. He didn't contribute one bit, and for some fucking reason, they keep putting him in our history books. There's no reason for us to know the first man who died in a war. They don't do that for any other war. There's not another fucking war where you know the first dude who died, but for some reason the nigga that dies in the Revolutionary War, they decide they gotta tell every goddamn body. That that's, if that's not a conspiracy, I don't know what is. What about World War One? World War One? Oh, that German Chancellor motherfucker, or, the Archduke or, Ferdinand, or whatever. Yeah, we barely know him. Do, I do you, know you, Christmas Addicts better than him. You know Christmas Addicts way better. You don't even know what the Archduke looks like. Not at all. And I've seen so many drawings. He's always drawn. Yeah, they didn't, but they got pictures of Christmas ass on the ground, <laughs> bloody. <laughs> White people pointing like, yeah, he dead. Uh, how many artists could have been there? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Damn. They love that Christmas. And what the fuck is a Christmas? I hate that they do this to us. That is a made up fucking name. Come on, man. I'm Langston Kerman and I'm furious. I'm David Borey and I'm equally upset. <laughs> We have we have a, a phenomenal guest here today who I hope is equally enraged as as the two of us. He better come in hot. We don't we don't play that shit if he's a Crispus Addicts apologizer. But he is he's a phenomenal comedian. He's hilarious. You know him from from all kinds of work, most of which we're not allowed to promote anymore because of dual strikes that are happening. But but most importantly, you know him from when it's happening Saturday Night Live. He's a cast member on that show. He's hilarious. Please give it up for. Devin Walker. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up? I didn't know if I was supposed to pop in, but also like Crispus Addicts, he is high school's named after him. 
You know what I'm saying? That's it's crazy. Street, like, how do you bro. even justify that to like? Is there a naming commission? I don't know. Ain't, I don't know how you name a high school. Ain't no Archduke Ferdinand High School. <laughs> <laughs> it would make more sense because, like, what? Uh, why does he get a school? What did Crispy do? That means that makes me feel like I could get a school. David Bory David Bory Elementary is is whoa, on whoa, the way. High school. Don't don't do that to me. Okay, I thought. <laughs> I thought you start small and work your way up, but no, you're like <laughs> no. We're dreaming, and we're dreaming, we're dreaming. I feel like right. you could, I, I feel like you could get a building at like a performing arts academy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I think I could. I think it make it sounds like a school. Like yeah, I used to play bo- fullback at Bory. That fe- that sounds oh, real. Yeah. That, does that does sound, sound good. good. That yeah, yeah. Good. I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't think I don't think Kerman is ever gonna have a nice <laughs> ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm a big fan. I, I like me, but but I just don't. Nobody's gonna be like, yeah, I was a, I was hooping at Kerman, and ugh, that sounds icky. Really? I I yeah. think it fits. I could, I could hear it. Yeah, I could hear, hear it too. I maybe I gotta maybe I gotta do some self reflection. Maybe there's some self hatred yeah. inside of this that I gotta yeah. unpack. It's like a nice sounding name. Damn. The the high school I went to was called Pflugerville High School. Imagine. Fuck. Yeah. Oh no. Did say that. Yeah. No. When did he die? Uh, <laughs> He was like the guy who created the town that I grew up in. Like the town oh, I grew fuck. up in a town. I grew up in a town outside of Austin called Pflugerville, Texas. Fuck. So you just had a local a local man high school? I don't yeah. think that's I don't think that's a, that's the man founded a town. That's a big thing to do. I think that's Nah. You're playing that's, that's, this is grossing me out. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> what did Christmas do? Die. Nothing. And that's my point. <laughs> Just let the man be dead. Stop writing about him and telling everybody he got beat up. Yeah, I bet his cousins and like brothers and sisters hated it. Yeah, the addict's family is not happy about what's <laughs> happening here. <laughs> Devin, you 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 came to us with a conspiracy theory that uh oh uh oh, what is this? Oh, we have Christmas I, Addicts updates that, that yeah, <laughs> is he back? Oh, Christmas chat. Addicts High School. That's right. Only one mm-hmm. black person. It barely in frame. <laughs> mm, this is rough. 17 yeah, varsity sports, sports, though. At the, at the bottom, it says a storied legacy. Our legacy of serving African-American students in Indianapolis continues today. God damn. So it's basically like, just go here and you're going to die. That's my other problem with Christmas Addicts High School is that it it never is in service of white children. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they never, you never send your white child to Christmas Addicts High School because y'all know that's fucked up. Yeah. You know that's not a brand you want to attach yourself to. He was a loser. Just let him be a loser. <laughs> he got shot. Yeah, I, only, I only want people to talk about it if I go out cool. Come on, man. He didn't do no cool neo kicks. No. He just got shot. He probably didn't even have like a spin. The shit no. just started. <laughs> he probably he didn't even thought, know it was coming. I bet he thought it wasn't going to happen. He was he like, was like yeah, I'm going to walk up here, but they ain't going to fight. <laughs> that nigga ain't going to shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, man, I, it's going to be bullshit, bro. I know. <laughs> and then they saw that line of white men <laughs> in blue suits and one nigga, and they were like, shoot him. Kill <laughs> <laughs> him. <laughs> <laughs> And nobody, and he is so alone. Nobody even went, oh no, Christmas. They, they just didn't know went, his oh, name. Yeah, they didn't know. Uh, They're like, oh, Monkey Jim. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now who's going to dance after supper? <laughs> who's going to play the spoons? I, I, I love so much this podcast on Will Ferrell's network. That's so tough. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I don't think he listens. <laughs> Impossible. I hope he does. I really uh, hope this court a long time ago. Yeah, I don't think he's checking in. I think he, he'd be a little worried about what was happening on this side of town. <laughs> well, basically saying it in his name. <laughs> At the end of every episode, we say praise Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed by this podcast do reflect Will Ferrell. Almost exclusively. Yeah. Where do you think we got it? 
<laughs> Devin, you came to us with a conspiracy theory that has zero to do with Christmas addicts, but I, I will say is a, a conspiracy we've we've touched on in the podcast, but I, I was surprised to find out we had not fully unpacked. And so this is an exciting day where we we get to do a pretty classic, I would say, conspiracy theory. You said, my mama told me. Black men have to wear a dress in order to succeed in Hollywood. How is my man supposed to schmeet his meat with this shit, bro? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, feel free to, <laughs> to jump in whenever you process whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, it could come from any direction. I really wasn't ready for that. I thought I really thought you were gonna pull like a quote from Cat Williams. I really wasn't. <laughs> that would have been the traditional route. Exactly. Yeah, no. you, you hit me, you hit me with a spin move. That's what Christmas Addict should have had. But um <laughs> or a duck. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I feel like I was surprised. I was like, that's why I submitted a couple because I would have, I figured y'all probably would have done this one already. Yeah, no. It's definitely a thing that I grew up hearing about. And it's a thing that like, I was literally, I was in Houston this weekend and I took a Uber to the airport and the guy was like, oh, what brought you to Houston? I was like, oh, I was doing shows. I do stand up. And he was just like, they get that dress on you yet? Don't let them do it. Oh no. He said yet. Damn. Yeah, he said he said he said it's coming. And so like that is a thing that I've always especially like my mom told me this when I was young, but like especially like the older I get and the more the further I get in comedy, they keep being like, it's on its way. That dress, the dress Damn. coming for you, dog. You know, Man. and they always they always got like a video reference. They always got like Chappelle talking about it or yeah. like cat. Or like all these guys have like real theories on it, and it's and, yeah, yeah. And when you say they is the, I, I know you said your mom is is apparently one of the sources, but but is this a mostly family? Is this friends? Is this broadened out to your larger Texas community? Like where is this coming from? This is mostly strangers. That's who tells me. It's mostly it's mostly people that I've never spoken to before in my life. Yeah, or after. Yeah, exactly. And that, like, one time the first the first TV money I ever got, I went and uh, bought a bunch of gold teeth. That was like the first thing that I did. Good for you, young man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really went before I before I figured out my health insurance. I went to go buy gold teeth. From, sure. from this from this woman named Helen, and uh, she's this woman <laughs> who like is this yeah it's just this it's this stud woman who makes gold teeth in like a where like a warehouse like a upstairs of like a warehouse and uh, wait so <laughs> she's gay yeah oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, oh yeah. She's gay and also <laughs> warning you of the emasculation of the the black man. Bro, she was really concerned she's about it. In a way that's, <laughs> she's a stud, though. You're right. Which is like its own kind of separate. Yeah. You know, it's its own kind of separate category. I've but, met uh, him. Yeah. I think we've <laughs> all you're, studs. you're familiar <laughs> with a few. Strong opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been bullied by a few. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she was really just going in. She was really just, she was just like, you know, she was, she was like, look, I see you doing good, but like, I know you probably want to get to that top level. And you know what they about to make you do. Don't let them do it. Fuck. And it's like, I don't, would, would y'all, would, would y'all ever do it? Just ask it. Okay. Would yeah. Let's, would y'all, this is, would, would, are we I didn't know it? we yeah. were going to get here this fast, but, yeah, but that's I fair. Think, I was worried. I was worried about this this morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bori, Bor, do you want to start? Do you want to answer for yourself first? <sighs> it's so complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel the same way. Cause it's like you know, people got uncles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's hard, right? Because I don't think, I don't think there's anything inherently shameful about dressing up like a woman. Like I don't think it's that bad. But I do also part of me want part of me does worry that it would be this thing of like an idea of relinquishing some control. So do I think I would do it ultimately? I don't think so. But I'm also, I don't think I would, but I'm also like, that's far outside of how my humor, I'm not like a, 
I don't even dress. I wouldn't. Me wearing a crazy costume is also something I really wouldn't be. It's mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. s- silly is not really my shtick, anyways. Mm. So Damn. it would be it would be pretty out of character, and like it would also be out of character for me to dress up like anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're you're not you're not a part of the dress up gang. You ain't you ain't doing that. I look wild physically anyways. Don't, <laughs> we don't need to build on that. Put a t shirt on my man. He got yeah, it. That's like, funny. I gotta be I gotta be able to be taken. I'm I, you know what I mean? I'm trying to be taken serious. I like I'm a weird looking guy anyway, so it's like, no, I don't want to I wouldn't dress up in a chicken suit either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I I one hundred percent put a chicken suit on. <laughs> yeah, chicken suit sounds funny to me. <laughs> Dress me like chicken any day of the week. <laughs> I daddy's in. I I will say, th- I feel the same struggle inside of this. Of both, there's a part of me that wants to be able to do it just out of right. like rejection of all the sort of homophobic roots inside of this argument. Right. right? You want to be like, free. You want to be I want right. to be free. I don't want to sort of be beholden to a bunch of problematic perspectives inside of all of these things. I do, in and my heart of hearts, believe that some of the intention of it, though, is coming from a malicious place, right? right. That like the the want to see black men in dresses is is not coming from a place of gender equality and sort of sexual openness. It truly is just looking them silly niggas over there in dresses. And Why so, are you gay? Yes, this is <laughs> you are gay, and and I don't want that to happen either. <laughs> And so I'm torn and I, I should admit and I will admit that that I once for a live show for a live show. Uh, How does that make a difference? I don't know, but it, it felt important. <laughs> it felt important to me. Uh, <laughs> that's how this I'm going to frame it. This was not pre-recorded. Just to yeah, be this pre-recorded. was not recorded and there's no evidence of it uh, except maybe one picture. But for a live show, I dressed up as Sylvia Plath because we had to like dress up as an author and do like funny like made up readings of their shit so I dressed up as Sylvia Plath and had a wig and a dress and an oven in my hands hilarious I was hoping for, you would yeah. went for it yeah like a tiny easy bake oven that I was carrying around because you know yeah. that's how she killed herself put her hand uh, <laughs> I used to have a joke about that about her blowing or melting her head yeah 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 early days anyways funny stuff. I feel like you said a bunch <laughs> I feel like you didn't answer straight up though. Would you do it today? Current, I think in my current in my current today, I as a my, father, my instinct is no because of the so many of the associations. But my want is to get to a place where yes, I can do it without feeling trapped inside of all the bullshit around it. I think I land kind of on that side of it, right? Because it's like. Cause it's like, I actually don't care. I actually, I right. personally That's don't I really feel. care about wearing a dress. Like I would, honestly, I just, it, it is funny. Like, you know, I saw, it's really I, I saw, funny. Have you seen <laughs> Joanna man? Yeah. <laughs> Joanna man and white chicks came out when I was like 11 years old. And it's just Big like, summer. yeah, those, that shit was huge. Yeah. And so it's like, I actually don't feel any opposition to it, but I just know how much like, I know that in the event that I were to put on a dress, somehow that would end up being a huge hit. And then I'd have to, and then every African Uber driver that I came across, now yeah. we got it. Now he's looking at me wild. Yeah. You know, that's the now problem. I'm feeling you would look, you would look funny as a lady. And that's the issue. Yeah. I know. I know. I'd be a big ass lady. I'd be a huge <laughs> lady. Yeah, that's, you're so yeah, tall. It's yeah. very funny. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a six foot three lady. And then I'm doing yeah. lady stuff. I'm wearing a skirt. That's. You, you know, build, like a linebacker. Like, that's funny. That's yeah. just, there's already yeah. something there to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, but yeah, I just I got I got I got uncles and cousins and a brother that like. It's not even that I really care so much about what they think. It's just like I don't want to have to keep talking to them about it. You know what I'm it's, saying? It's I just like I, it's gonna be. It's gonna come Bro, up so I, much that I feel like it's gonna fuck my life up. I just want to keep going to the barber shop and and you know what make saying? things more complicated I didn't there. Even exactly. You know what I mean? About that. Ooh, I don't yeah. even. 
I don't even talk at the barbershop. I kind of like, you know, I ain't one of them that be chiming in and, and riffing and all this <laughs> shit. I keep to myself. I just let them do what they're doing. And I want to be able to stay quietly an observer inside of this toxic space. I don't need to become the subject of right. the haircuts. Yeah. Because yeah. they're already looking at me funny because, like, I put out this video in the Nuggets one. And, like, I guess the sound <laughs> I made was really oh, sus. no. <laughs> Was, what the was, fuck I, did you do? I didn't, I didn't think it was crazy. I was watching it, and then I put the video out, and I guess the way that the noise that I made, uh, <laughs> it's like, so like I can't, I can't, I can't also put a dress on. <laughs> it's, it's what, what what noise did you make in the Nuggets video? <laughs> Can you please do that? If you please? buy if you buy tickets to one of our live shows, I'll play it for you. Oh man. Uh, I still have the video. I, I got to like, know what sound this was. This I didn't think it was that bad. He but like what, you know, cuz when they're telling it, like he's telling it to other people in there and he's like, Fuck. "Oh, you was like, ah, like like I moaned or something." <laughs> and that's not what happened. Hold on. <laughs> Yo. This is longer than I remember. So you know, I got a little carried away, but I, just to say, Fuck. I can't. I can't also wear a dress. I, I, I That's so idea. funny. That's that's so much homophobia that they were crude that on a celebratory day in 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 Denver they were like this nigga's gay. One of the we best times of my life. I can't be excited. You can't just let a a real a, a real reaction come out of your body. No, you still got to be a man posturing yeah. as a man while you celebrate the happiest thing that's ever happened to you. And I don't think it was that bad. You guys think it was that bad? It wasn't. That it wasn't bad. That crazy to me. It, it, it didn't sound crazy. crazy to me, but in context of barbershop shit, it yeah, does it sound like gay. you I'm are <laughs> revving up to getting you your back <laughs> yeah, blown out. Yeah. I might as well <laughs> it's kiss about to happen. <laughs> it's about to happen. <laughs> All right. That's not how it happened. That's not how it happened. That's not how it happened. That's not what it sounds like. That's not what it sounds like. You know, you know what the fucked up thing about these those kind of environments too is like you know we're all like men who live in like city like we don't care like I don't care like it's like you guys can call me gay if you want but then it's like I don't think I care but then as soon as people start saying shit like that like if they started doing that at the barbershop, I know I would turn on them I mean I ain't really nah I mean I just, <laughs> nah I ain't yeah I ain't what you mean like I'm fucking hoes like I know I would go into that mode and I'm yeah. be- and I I'd, I'd be disappointed in myself because I'm better yeah. No, I I think we we don't care because we have created these sort of liberal bubbles for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But if you've spent any real time outside of these havens of sort of like uh, of celebration and, and respect and whatever it turns into a very different energy. Like it feels, <laughs> it feels crazy <laughs> to, to try to stand up for what's right when you're put in circumstances where nobody else believes any of that shit. Yeah, and then it makes your voice sound even higher. Like, no, nah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's rough. So it sounds like Devin, inside of this, you are you are not a believer necessarily in the grander conspiracy, but you are sort of wary of the implications of the conspiracy in your own life, the the sort of fallout that can come from it. That is a much more academic way of putting it than I could have. So I appreciate you saying it in, instead of me. I guess the the best follow up question I have for that is what do we do about this? Is this something that you feel like can be changed because niggas don't really wear dresses anymore. Like besides like no. Instagram sort of like the the you know mm-hmm. skit motherfuckers like niggas in dresses ain't a thing on TV the way it used to be in part because of this constant barrage of homophobic uncles being like don't let this happen to you. So mm-hmm. like do you think we can ever change that perspective? Uh 
I don't, I think, no, no, no. Well, (laughs) 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 no, no, not really. I wanted to be like, yeah, like, you know, once these, once these old niggas get out the way, then like, you know, the the younger people will like be okay with, but I actually, again, I was just, I was just, when I was in Houston, you know, I'm from Texas. I grew up there and like, I have a chunk where I just sort of talk about like some like loosely gay ideas and it turned the room in such a crazy way. Which mean, like, like voting or something? I, I've just, I've been, it turned the room in such a crazy way. I was like, I forget. I'm from here and I, for, I be forgetting about homophobia. I be forgetting about that is like much more the norm than like. Yeah, a lot of dudes, that's their whole sense of humor. You know what it's I'm saying? Everything. So it's like, no. I Cameron don't think and we'll Mace have a sports show oh, that is entirely <laughs> dedicated <laughs> To to almost talking about sports, but then getting distracted by the gay things that the other person said. Like well, if you've <laughs> if you've never watched Cameron's sports show, it literally is them being like, "Yo, he had a great game yesterday." Pause, and then the other dude would be like, "Yo, you were being you were being crazy, killer." You yeah. Can't, you can't say the nigga had a good game. You yeah, wild and killing. That's the good game is crazy. And then they talk about like other things men have said that week. Did you yeah. see that? Like who yeah. was it? It was like Shaq or somebody said something. It's like, I didn't know he said that. Paul, and it, they're they're like 50. Yeah, they're 50. For sure 50. And one of them used to be a pastor, kind of. It's crazy. <laughs> So, so to your point, I, I don't know that there's healing on the other side of this. Bori, do you feel differently? Do you feel like there's healing to be found somewhere? I think it's doable. I think that... Uh, okay. I think it's like, that's the way everything is pushing, right? Is like, those are the boundaries that are getting pushed more than everything right now. I think, like, across the board, you know? So I, 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 mm-hmm. I, I do think that there's redemption for it. I also think some people are able to get away with it Remember when Busta Rhymes wore a dress? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. Like, nobody yeah. seemed to have any... I, I don't know if it's because he's a giant Jamaican. I don't know how he got away with it. So I think there's, like, space for it. Like, Yeah, it, it, I feel like the whole late 90s, Busta Rhymes was dressing like a geisha, and, and no one <laughs> said shit. Big-ass <laughs> geisha. That's true. <laughs> no one said a fucking thing. I feel like Bust, Busta Rhymes and Andre 3000 have seemed to be immune from the rest of it. Like, they seem yeah. to be shielded off. Also, it feels like it's a different thing when a comedian does it. That's I feel like true. that's the thing. meant to be degrading more, I think. Yeah. That's the I, thing that people really take issue with. I think some of it is is that those are genuinely weird motherfuckers versus what it feels like when a comedian does it is a little more of this was put on you. This mm-hmm. was this was asked of you by a, a power that be, whereas like Young Thug put on a dress because Young Thug thought he looked pretty and yeah. who's going to tell him otherwise? He did look pretty. He looked gorgeous. And, yeah. and I wasn't going to tell him he didn't either way. <laughs> I I also think about this with the comedian aspect. It's like, that is like an old humor trope of a man dressed as a woman. Like, white guys do it, too, a lot. I mean, in general, no one's doing it anymore. But white comedians used to do it all. Mrs. Doubtfire was one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a... What's Isn't it? that Spatial on that show? Yeah. There, there's a, there's a few great examples, iconic examples of, of white men doing it. I will say it doesn't feel quite as um, pervasive in the white community as it does in the black community. But maybe that's just because there are more of them and, and there are less of us. So it's a numbers game. I mean, yeah, because yeah. because when you when you really think about the black men in a dress thing, I feel like people really point to like four people. You know, it's like not really. Who it's are like, the big black black dressmen? Yeah, who's the uh, Mount Rushmore of niggas in dresses? <laughs> now we're getting uh, to the important shit. I mean, it's, we got we got Martin Lawrence. Uh huh. Oh yeah, Big Mama's house. We got oh yeah, Big Mama's house, and on and he was uh what's her name on Wait. on the show. Know what? We should go to we should go to ad break before we do this. So we okay. can really come back. And so come. we'll we'll leave a little cliffhanger here for everybody that's listening. We have Martin Lawrence as number one 
on the the Mount Rushmore. But when we come back, we'll be back with more Devin Walker, more My Mama Told Me, and we'll get the rest, the three remaining Mount Rushmore contributors. Okay, yeah. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Dear listeners, it's Langston Kerman. And it's David Borey. And we are the hosts of a little podcast called My Mama Told Me. And more importantly, My Mama Told Me is going on tour. We are hitting a bunch of phenomenal cities and we want you to be there. Yes, come out and see us. August 24th, Chicago, Illinois. uh, Illinois? I don't know how to do it. August 26th, (laughs) New York, New York. And August 27th in Pittsburgh, PA. We're going to be telling jokes. We're going to be playing games. We are going to be spreading salacious rumors, and we're going to be accusing some of your favorite Black people of being a part of the Illuminati. It's all going to be phenomenal. You got to be there. Buy your tickets now. I actually am 1.4% Nigerian African. I'm a sister, okay? <laughs> We are back with Devin Walker. <laughs> and he was about to give us his Mount Rushmore of niggas in dresses. Yeah. Comedic or otherwise. No, just comedic, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like so I feel like we gotta go, we gotta go Martin Lawrence, because he He's he was definitely. in drag he, he was in drag on Martin and he So many characters. House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he did that. Uh then we gotta go, we gotta go Jamie Foxx. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Wanda was funny. Wanda was oh, very funny. I would argue it's always funny. That's that's I think the problem <laughs> it we is, run into. I, I think <laughs> that I think that you're right. It's a pretty funny bit. <laughs> I, and I think I think a bunch of white executives at a table also would make that argument. <laughs> but Jim Carrey also did it on that show. I don't remember that. Yeah, and Jim Carrey ain't did it since. And I think that that's sort of the point, right? Oh, is okay, okay, okay. Jim Carrey was then allowed to go, you know, do a bunch of other things that did not involve the dress, whereas uh, black men are sometimes positioned in a way where they have to keep themselves in the dress for the rest of their lives. 
What is, is that, that how you feel is, about that? Yeah, bro? wait, what are you talking about? I don't I don't agree with that. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying oh. it's my argument. I'm oh, saying that I that see. is oh. the grander argument. Is right, that like right, you right. become beholden to sort of like the wants of white expectations and sometimes it's putting on a dress again sometimes it's doing a, a fucked up movie sometimes it's just a movie where you gotta date a white lady and you you raise a white family but you black and you don't never acknowledge it like I think that's what the conspiracy theory is doing <laughs> is to stay rich you keep doing the white man's bidding and the best way of showing you're willing to do his bidding is to put on a dress yeah Shit like that always makes me think of that. I always think about the movie The Blind Side. I think about that movie constantly. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. like if you ever like the guy who they based it off of, like in the in in the movie, they make him look like he could barely talk. They make him look like he like <laughs> Yeah. He was for they, sure just like a behemoth idiot. Yeah, yeah. They, they make him look like he couldn't talk or read or write or anything. Yeah. And his family like taught him like they made it seem like he grew up in like a hut on the side of yeah. the streets and they, and they like taught him how to like use a use a fork like yeah, that's how like, they were they're like Michael you got to button the shirt you can't just <laughs> put it on <laughs> <laughs> and I just I feel like the the inverse of that just a black family adopting a stupid ass white kid would be so funny yeah teaching him everything I take him to the beach like, but I don't have any suntan lotion that's yeah. like 10 minutes 15 minutes scene right there yeah, that, that's Come a on. lesson for both of us yeah, you want what <laughs> <laughs> and then I take him back to his mom I'm like why is he all red <laughs> I don't know the voice <laughs> that's how they get <laughs> so so okay we, we have Martin Lawrence we have Jamie, Jamie Foxx Fox. yep uh, we gotta we gotta go Wayne's Brothers. Wow. Go. Ooh, yeah. I, are they holding a single spot? So they are. Yeah, a, a, yeah, yeah. They're okay. they're they're Sean and Marlon are a, a duo. Yeah, that's, they're they're, yeah, they're yeah, a package yeah, deal. Sure. And then uh, the guy who did Joanna Man doesn't feel like the right. That's not Miguel the right. Nunez. He's done it Miguel in other Nunez. movies though. Yeah, Has no, he? he's he's but, done it but, quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bre- it, it kind of breaks the theory because like he didn't become like a big star. He didn't become no, like a he big, didn't. No, no, you know what I'm saying. I mean, so like he had some swings. I mean, I knew his name off the rip. Yeah, that's true. But, but uh, we didn't all know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I remembered it once you said it. Once you said it, I was like, ah, yeah, that was his name. That's tight. Because that wasn't was he wasn't he wasn't in Dragon that movie Life, but he was very feminine in life. Yeah, he was. He was queer in life, and part of the reason he wasn't in drag was, and I think he does actually dress up in drag. He when they do the club, one the nightclub point, scene. Yeah, they they have that day where they get to like invite guests and sort of have like a sexy time. And in the nightclub, you're right yeah. when they're dream, dreaming about uh, the the coke. What was it? The coco coco room or raise, something like raise that. Boom the, boom the, 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 raise the boom boom room. Raise boom boom room. room. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he he does wear drag in life. I think multiple times. I don't know. Is there any big one? I'm, is there any big one I'm missing? I feel like those are the big '90s ones. I think Eddie Murphy feels like a glaring miss. If, oh if yeah, we're not listing Eddie Murphy as when was uh, Mount when was he in drag? The Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor is almost exclusively. Oh, oh. and, and he was Nor- amazing. Norb- Norbit. He he yeah. uh, oh, also God. does quite a bit of drag. Not as oh, amazing. My God. And yeah. I think he's SNL. He did a few characters where, if I'm not mistaken, where he did drag. He he's done it a lot. He ain't he ain't okay. missed no no turns in it. And he became and he was a giant giant star. So it's like he, yeah, yeah, the biggest. I'd he's say the, the best star. to ever do it yeah. in a dress. Yeah, I put him oh, above those a, other ones. He's a hundred dress wear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does. And and we'll get into the research in a second, but does fat suit negate the dress? I don't think it does. Okay. I kind of think it does. Mm. Well, but like when Tyler Perry dresses as Medea. Oh my God. What, we just, how do yeah, we miss that? How do we miss him? Because the nigga ain't funny to me, but. (laughs) 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 I think that's why I didn't listen. (laughs) And I ain't playing, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it made me laugh once. <laughs> I, 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 I go, I go soft on Tyler Perry. He's got me a couple times. Well, mm-hmm. They used to, they used to make us watch those plays uh, after church. So like I, <laughs> oh God. basically like church again. Yeah, exactly. So like I have, I have fond memories as like as a kid of watching the plays specifically. Thank you. I was trying to tell Langston that, and they weren't that bad. No, nah, like they're. There, you guys are mistaken, and we just rewatched Diary of a Mad Black Woman as for the podcast, and it was pretty. Neither bad. one of us enjoyed that experience, it so wait, so I'm not wrong. I feel like you would appreciate Tyler Perry just because he's a, a he's a champion of of a light skinned man. You know what I'm saying? You it's, know, do you see whoa, the position? This is he controversial. Puts as listen, he, he puts y'all as the as the knights in shining armor in most of his films. It's a dark skinned nigga point. acting wrong, and then a beautiful light skinned nigga. Michael Ely might have been one of that could be you, bro. You better look. Devin. Hey, hey, Mr. Perry, if you listening, hey, Langston don't mean that. <laughs> Langston don't mean what he's saying. He don't mean what he's saying at Devin, all. Devin, let me be clear. <laughs> let me be clear. The fact that Tyler Perry is listing facts in his film sometimes does not <laughs> does not change my issues with the quality of the films he's making. Are light-skinned people the heroes in the story? Absolutely, we are. Absolutely, we are. Objectively, that is true. (laughs) But does that make Tyler Perry a good filmmaker? It does not. It just means that sometimes, sometimes the man is right. (laughs) Oh, man. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Dear listeners, it's Langston Kerman. And it's David Borey. And we are the hosts of a little podcast called My Mama Told Me. And more importantly, My Mama Told Me is going on tour. We are hitting a bunch of phenomenal cities and we want you to be there. Yes, come out and see us. August 24th, Chicago, Illinois. uh, Illinois? I don't know how to do it. August 26th, (laughs) New York, New York. And August 27th in Pittsburgh, PA. 
We're going to be telling jokes. We're going to be playing games. We are going to be spreading salacious rumors, and we're going to be accusing some of your favorite Black people of being a part of the Illuminati. It's all going to be phenomenal. You got to be there. Buy your tickets now. I did a little bit of research on your conspiracy that I'd love to unpack with you. The most articulate, I would say most iconic breakdown of this conspiracy theory comes from that 2006 interview that Dave Chappelle does on Oprah, where he explains his refusal to wear a dress on set of Blue Streak that basically... That they didn't need it. Yeah. <laughs> that bank robbery It's movie? weird. <laughs> That's that's what and that's part of his argument inside of this thing is that like he showed up one day on set. He'd been doing very well on the film, having a good time. And then there's a dress in his dressing room and he goes, hey, what's this for? And they go, oh, Dave, we have this really funny scene we just added. We think it'd be hilarious if when Martin's breaking out of the jail, he he disguises or he hides behind you, who is dressed as a a prostitute is in using his words sex worker and basically says like this is the bit so put on the dress we're gonna shoot that and dave goes no i'm not comfortable with that and then producers get called in then the director gets called in dave's being told he's he's difficult and unwilling to to play uh ball for a very funny scene and ultimately he refuses and then they immediately change the script back to a scene where he doesn't have to wear a dress and it all is resolved in 10 minutes And so his argument is like, if it only took 10 minutes, then y'all already knew a different option for this. You just wanted to degrade me and and lessen me as a black man. Do you think it's a black man thing or just like a not great sense of humor thing within that specific? Because we've all been in a position to get like network type notes where you're like, but this is stupid. Mm -hmm, You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, like, like. This is a weird side to be on of this. I I guess I'm on their side. Yeah, you've always been on the producer side and, and <laughs> the strike. And... Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Hey, hey, don't do that. No, no, no. No, no, no. And also, you know. How did all of this trouble begin? Living in America. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I but I do I do think there is a case for that there. It, it, the idea that like they're just like not funny, and that that is part of what Dave says in the interview is that he goes like the the guy goes well, this is a this is a funny bit. So many great comedians have done a bit like this, and he's like, well, if they've done it, then attack, and we can write something better. And they go, you difficult motherfucker. So I, it's hard to know, and I do err closer to the side of being like, this is probably just hacky and just sort of lazy writing That's more than I mean. it is like intentionally trying to take down Dave Chappelle that, or, or take power from Dave Chappelle. That said, I don't think, if I'm being honest, that I go, oh, they didn't. They would have done that same thing to to whoever the white counterpart to Dave Chappelle is on a film by surprising him with a dress scene out of nowhere. Right. Right. Like they never put Michael Rappaport in the dress. Yes. (laughs) And and that'd be funny, probably. But they're not even going to try. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I like that idea. That's They got Chris Rock. Yeah. They got Chris Rock. And in fact, I'm glad you brought that up because I made a a list of <laughs> who I know so far based off of, of various versions of internet sleuthing to have uh, participated in wearing dresses. And it's worth noting that some of this came from a TikTok that I found that breaks down uh, all of this conspiracy theory. And that TikTok uh, page is also includes videos called things like transgenders versus real women. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my my personal favorite, Black China sold his soul to the devil. <laughs> <laughs> so i think it's a pretty progressive bunch that's that's managing this this account but the list is pretty it's fucking crazy there's richard Pryor, 
Flip Wilson, Wesley mm. Snipes, Ving Rames, Chris Tucker, Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, Miguel A. Nunez, Tyler Perry, Arsenio Hall, all of the Wayans brothers, <laughs> Keenan Thompson, Kel Mitchell, uh, Nick Nick Cannon, Jamie Foxx, Brandon T. Jackson, Terry Crews, yeah. Kid Cudi, Young Thug, a slew of other musicians. The list sort of goes on from there. But, God but damn, who it didn't is, think it? It is an impressive list of Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the only one. God, you know that would have you know that would have been funny. God damn. He if would it, be hilarious if, in if a dress. Objectively. A, he'd be so funny in a uh, dress. Uh, a Halloween episode <laughs> of The Office from 2007 where the guys from the <laughs> warehouse all wear dresses. That's it's right, it's right, it's right there. It's all it's already so funny. God damn. God damn. Rest in peace, Patrice, man. But you would have rocked the shit out of that. That would have that that might have got him the Emmy for real. Yeah, that, would've, they would have made him a they would have made him series regular if you put that you know dress on. <laughs> but I, I look, also look, that list, you can't all those all black men wearing a dress are not created equal. You know what I'm saying? Like Kind of mm-hmm. like yours, like Chris Rock wearing a dress on uh, the Fresh Prince is very different than Young Thug or like Kid Cudi wearing a dress. I will say right. I'm a big I'm a big Kid Cudi fan. Did y'all see where he wore the dress? Yeah, he looked like shit to me. Yeah, it was like it was, <laughs> it was weird. I, I, like it was like I, I disagreed with it on a like you you're somehow making this thing not cool. Like I get you're like you think it's so cool that you're doing it that it kind of makes me not like it. That's the yeah, one that no, I. It, that's the one that I minded the most. Weirdly, it, it bugged me. It was it. It felt oh, way too much. Oh, you talking about the SNL one? Yeah. yeah. He he wanted to wear a dress to to prove a point, whatever. Yeah. But it he just didn't look good. No, I don't think he chose. Me. I don't think he chose the right dress for his body. No, he looked bad, and it was like that that's weird like, homage to Kurt Cobain, and like it, all of it was just ugh. Like you're you're doing too much shit at once, bro. Just just sing your little your little sad songs. I don't need none of this. <laughs> yeah, I, that's 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 the biggest problem I've actually had with the man in the dress is Kid Cudi. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think musicians should even be in this conversation. Exactly, like because that's, that's an fair. entirely separate thing. I think it's just what about Ath- what about thing. what about like like Russell uh, Westbrook? Do you think he's do you think he's involved in this conversation? The Brody, mm. or do you no, think that's the whole, I also don't. Or do you think that's think the so. thing? But he is hilarious. He's very funny. I will say that he is who the barbershop points to now in a contemporary sense of this same conspiracy theory, though, right? That like. At least for years now, less so now he's sort of aged out of like the shock and awe fashion and is a little more like grounded in his fashion. But when he was in the height of his shock and awe fashion, they definitely were like that nigga's being brainwashed by the the powers that be whatever, whatever. It's all it's Russell Westbrook and it's Lil Nas X. Old niggas yeah. really have a really hard time with Lil Nas X. They really can't handle him being. Yeah. Do you think it's because it's never been as blatant? Is that like in the in the you know what I mean? Like 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 the yeah, rodeo I mean, video is like that's like that's like aggressive. I don't think there has been a ton of stuff in like main culture that people have seen like that from a black man. A black man demonstrating like queer yeah. sort of like visibility. I mean, there's, they've been there, but it's never you don't you don't see it to that level. I don't think right. Yeah, I guess that's true. He's the first like yeah. really big pop star that is like a gay black man, right? Yeah, and, right, right. And it's like expressed, you know. You know, like I feel yeah. like it would be like things you'd hear people say, but never like like the imagery, like in the video and stuff like that. Yeah, no, Tevin Campbell. Tevin uh, was gay as hell, right? Down. <laughs> Bro, he Tevin, put, Tevin Campbell he, he like just came out like hard. last year. <laughs> Tevin Campbell just came out like in like twenty twenty one. Yeah, no, he's he yeah. had to work through a lot of shit before he got comfortable being like, I I think I like men. And we knew it. Come on, Tevin, we you did. weren't tricking anybody. We no, but when when we found out for real, like not when he announced it, but when we found out, the industry turned on him hard in a way that I I don't think he ever fully recovered from. Damn, really? I didn't yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I think. think 
I would say that that at least my understanding, and some of this is coming from my mother, who who ain't <laughs> a fully unbiased source, but I I think my understanding was that. Uh, Tevin Campbell sort of like when he was a cute kid and even as like a, a cool, sexy adult was singing about women, we loved him. And then it became sort of apparent that he was queer and the industry stopped fucking with him the same way that they used to. Oh, People like he stopped, stopped working, working with him. They like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's funny because like by that theory, the industry kind of wants you to, they want you to like seem gay on camera, but not be gay in real life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's the yeah, weird yeah. thing about it, right? I mean, that's where this all comes from, right? Is it's like, I feel like the men who are in dresses, I don't feel like what you hear is that they're gay. What they're what you're well, hearing is like they're making them look gay, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think people thought Eddie Murphy was gay. I well, I, 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 I think, think they, a lot I of people thought that Eddie was Murphy a bad was example. Gay. That was a bad example. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And there was other but stuff. I, There's other we, parts of that. There's other parts of that. But I, I hear you. Martin you Lawrence know, was never being called gay. Martin Lawrence exactly. was being said to have been emasculated for and brainwashed. Yeah, yeah, and brainwashed. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's a tough. It's tough because yeah, I I don't know. Some of this does feel like it's obviously propaganda. It's obviously manipulative, but I do think some of the things that end up being greenlit or celebrated or treated with a reverence to your point, Devin, of like, yo, the next time I'm in a car, I worry that the, my most famous thing is going to be this one-off bit that I did is a real fear. And, and frankly is, is one that, that, you can't just ignore simply because you feel progressive mm-hmm. as it relates to queer rights and, and visibility and all of that shit. I mean, I think, yeah, a hundred percent. That's why we all, we're all pretty progressive. Nobody was like, hell yeah, put a dress on me. Like, it's like, you gotta, yeah. you, you do have to worry about that. I read an NPR article about the same issue. And this was, I think more of like a, I, I guess, like an opinion piece, I, I dare say, but the author sort of references the black men in the dress to a Carter G. Woodson book, The Miseducation of the Negro. And in the book, Woodson argues that when someone is repeatedly sent to the back door so often that they eventually uh, don't even know need to be told to go to the front door or to the back door, that they will just naturally go to the back door because that is the place that they've been assigned. And he goes on to say that they are become so conditioned inside of this that when it comes to literally the back door, if you showed up to that same back door and the back door did not exist, you would try to cut a hole into the space where the back door did exist rather than walking through the front. And he basically suggests that this is the type of brainwashing that comes from the types of people who choose the dress for themselves in comedy. That like an Eddie Murphy who made a movie where he wanted to wear the dress is sort of conditioned as a a sort of like sub inside of the white hierarchy, if that makes sense. I don't, I understand the point that that's being made. I don't think I necessarily agree with that because I think a lot of it, I think a lot of this also boils down to what, how humor works and how people work with yeah. the humor that like, vulnerability or being the other whatever is humorous. That's like the state of comedy. Like, I think there's a reason that the, it's not like just a black, like I said before, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of humor is based as men dressing up like women and vice versa. British people love that shit. They love that shit. Love it. They just Mm -hmm, think it's silly. mm -hmm. Look, a a bloke in a jumper. I don't know how that public talk, but the point is like, (laughs) I don't give a shit about you guys. Uh, but, the, <laughs> but the point to me is that, like, I understand what they're saying, but that we do need to allow some space for the idea of this. Shit's just funny, man. I, you know? it's like, I, it, it is it's, funny. And it's funny to be vulnerable. And I think that that's where a lot of that comes from. Like, if this it's was funny. if it was just black men, I would have a bigger issue. But it's like, it's like a tenet of humor. Dressing up like something you're not always funny. It's funny and it 
Also, I think if if we could untether this from all of the homophobia and all of these sort of like malintentioned perspectives that are connected to this that have nothing to do with you know what I mean like like at the root of it address is not necessarily emasculation address is address and you can be masculine inside of address but our own homophobia and years of conditioning make us see it as a version of emasculation and that's what makes this complicated right it's not it's not the dress itself that makes us weaker. It is our own sense of self that makes us weaker. And a dress just is our articulation of that. Oh, yeah, I'll agree. I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Listen, whoa. He just that's why I'm on the button. Dissertation on us. That was you know what I mean? <laughs> he does that. You know hit, what I mean? Hit, hit a button. Would you say that you're racist? Not at all. No. Yeah. Look at my dog. He's as black as can be. <laughs> you know what I mean? We all have the things that we're good at on this podcast. <laughs> we we all contribute here, and, and my mama told me. So it sounds like we've all sort of landed this plane. We don't think that it's necessarily uh, a legit conspiracy theory. We're not we're not firm believers that this is some deep Hollywood agenda to like transform the black man into an emasculated version of himself. That said, we ain't rushing to be at the front right. of the line when it comes to participating in the bit. And to be fair, I think there is also space for there to be times that it is that. You know, I mean, I think that is fully possible, I think. Both the Both the weaponizing and the humor of it being funny and also dangerous on the other side. Right. I think that when we're allowed to write again, the three of us should all work on a, a remake, a reboot of BAPS. I think we should. Huh. I think that I think it should be a reboot of BAPS starring <laughs> all three of us. And we should bring it to Universal Pictures. Let's let's get that off the ground. Well, we're allowed to. I love I this. Yeah. Also that it. also that white baby thing. Come on, me, Kiki Palmer, white baby. Yeah. One of those Disney <laughs> Channel freaks. <laughs> I like oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh see, I you changed the story a little bit because it was you with a white family, but now yeah. it's you and Kiki Palmer raising <laughs> a white, white baby. baby. <laughs> yeah. Still pretty good. I think, I think even I could go either way. This is still writer's pretty room. good. This is writer's it's, room. We're just about an idea. You we're pitching. You, we're Kiki pitching. Palmer, right now. You Kiki Palmer and Timothy Chalamet, just as a family. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. and then <laughs> and then Mike in. Epps is the grandpa who also Ooh, lives like with this. us. Come on, yeah. right there. Come on, you're just grandpa. You're just teaching teaching Timothy Chalamet to use a washcloth, and he yeah. can't figure it out. <laughs> I yeah, catch I him like out this. back smoking black and miles. I make him smoke the whole pack. He's like, grandpa gave it to me. <laughs> and he gets real sick. That ain't like smoking a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> He's smoking wood wood tip blacks. That's a yeah. By the end, know. he looks like ET when he was away from home for too long. It's like, bro, we gotta get him out of here. This ain't this ain't a good house for him. Yeah, this is, they're gonna call CPS. This is child abuse. <laughs> Devin, this was this was great. I think we did it. Could you tell the people where they can find you and and what cool shit you have going on? Uh, I'm on tour right now, so just find me. Find me online. Find my Instagram or Twitter, or whatever. You can find all my tour info. Um, I don't know when this is going to be out, but I'm touring for like the next month. So come see a show. Hell yeah! And Bori, you want to tell the people where they can find you? Uh yeah. I'm well. First of all, you can catch us on tour because this comes out next week. You can yes. catch us. We still got two more weeks of tour. Uh, you can come out and catch us. That'll be in Texas, Houston, and Austin. And then the weekend after that, New York and Pittsburgh. And, and Chicago. Go, and Chicago. And Chicago. And then I go on my own tour, bringdavidaplate.com. Uh, just added a few dates, Columbus, Cincinnati, some other stuff. And uh, that's my solo tour, Cool Guy Jokes 87 on Instagram. Hell yeah. And as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman and, and come to that goddamn My Mama Told Me live tour. We we are very excited to see you in person. 
And more importantly, if you want to send us drops, if you want to send us your own conspiracies, if you want to send us pictures of white men in dresses who have benefited from from Hollywood's agenda, then send it all to mymamapod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. That's about it. Bye, bitch. What in reverse, Terry? Are you looking for the perfect move-in-ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below-market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in-ready home and start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.